0: We've always defined ourselves by our ability to provide solutions, to do more with less, build something from nothing,
1: to make the unknown known.
0: But we've only just begun. And we must
1: never forget that our greatest accomplishment cannot be behind us.
0: Because our destiny lies beyond. Well, well, well... That video, folks, is a precursor to what is going to be happening in June. Pats 8 Beyond, I will be there with my good friend and the godfather of the channel, Rob Ray. PAX 8 and the IT Business Podcast will be doing some great things. We will be bringing you interviews live from Denver, Colorado, as I make my once-a-year trek west of the Mississippi. So head over to Pats8Beyond.com, sign up, and let's see you there. Tonight, folks, I have a very great friend on the show with me tonight, Mike Smith from the Mike Tech Show, and hmm, permanent Florida man is here with me, and we're going to talk about our journeys in tech. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, your show for IT business support, where we help you run your business and support your networks better, smarter, and faster. I try to share great stories, talk about products, and of course, tips to help you do all of that. And usually I'm joined by a good person who can help me do that, and tonight is no exception. Joined by Mr. Mike Smith. From the Mike Tech Show, Mike. How are you? Hey, doing great. Loving this weather,
1: and uh, happy to be here. Thank you.
0: That's right. Uh, you're on the west coast of Florida. I'm on the east coast. We've got them covered. And now, is the weather much different right now than it is in Philly? Yes.
1: It's, it well, it's 80 degrees here. It's in the 60s, but there's a freeze warning for tonight. It's going right. to drop down <laughs> in Pennsylvania. So I don't. I know I don't have to worry about that. So, yeah, but it's, let's put it this way. I have my secondary air conditioner on here
0: for my office just to keep this, like, I need
1: it like a little freezer.
0: Yeah. Now, at one point in time, I remember you being, uh, I was going to say deathly afraid, but that's not the proper term, but (laughs) just (laughs) despising the heat. Yes.
1: I think I've grown. I spent the summer of 2020 here. With the first when we purchased the first time, and I think that got me over the the crazy humidity because I actually have been here in August, July, and August. So, and now this year I am going to be here in June. You know, so um, I think I am building up a nice tolerance. And I hate the snow. I love it cold, but my problem is the snow, and it's just too much anymore for driving and navigating snow and ice. That's it. I've had enough. You know, All right. So, well, so I'm going got-
0: to go back and forth. So I'm I'm like a three-quarter Florida man. Three-quarters Florida <laughs> man. All right. So uh, let me just go ahead and say hello to some people joining us here. John Reed is in the chat there. Uh, looks like So we had a message earlier. This came in way before the show started. Brian, I don't know if you were able to join us, uh, but you've been waiting to catch a live stream, but never got the notifications. So Don't know what's happening with the YouTube there, but hopefully you got the notification or got your alarm to work and you are here to join us. So welcome to the show. My good friend George Bardisi is in the house here. George is uh, down here in South Florida as well, a little further south of the the border, as I like to call it, down in Miami, Mm -hmm. which uh, I was there today, actually. And I'll start with a story because the – so I have – two offices that are south of the border. One is literally right at the border. It's a branch office for one of my clients that they still have, this is my client that still has a bunch of Windows 7 machines and they did not want to upgrade them because these are just a branch office. So they actually remote in to a server and that server is, I don't know, 2019 or whatever. So they just assume as long as they can log into the server, they don't care what's on the other end. But I told them, I said, look, we need to get those stations updated because there's stuff that they cannot do on their, on the remote server that they have to do locally. And technically they're connected through a VPN. So I've got to keep those machines patched. And so the guy finally was, well, okay, let me think about it. Well, that was, you know, a couple of years ago. And every now and then I keep pushing and pushing and pushing So earlier this week, apparently one of the partners decided that every user had to watch a brand new YouTube video. Now, they can't watch YouTube on the remote because we blocked the sound, so they watch it locally. Well, apparently something's going on with these Windows 7 machines where it won't run. Oh, wow. And they're asking me to fix it. I'm like, I'm not going to fix a Windows 7 machine. And so finally he said, okay, we'll send one down there. So I prepped this machine. And I'm going Windows down. I, I would hope. Not still, Windows 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 10, still Windows 10. Still Windows 10 because it's a refurb. Because yeah. um, okay. for those branch offices, I'm just you know the the computer is only like 4.95. Right. Uh, it's a Windows 10, but it's you know it's a couple years old, but I'll support it. You know as long as they need, just to get them something because they got to do 26 in total. Oh wow. So
1: you're hey, gonna do this again in a couple of years where they're just gonna run Windows 10 yeah, beyond I, I don't think I'll have them by the then. I
0: don't think I'll have them by then. But the bottom <laughs> line is I, I scramble to get this machine ready and I let him know, hey, I'm headed down to Miami. Who do you want to give the machine to? Because I thought it was one of two people that needed this video. And he goes, Oh, well, they're working remotely. So who do you think should get the computer? He's asking me. I don't know who your staff is. Who do you think needs a computer? He goes, I don't know. So send me a list. So I spend all this time sending him a list only to show him that in this branch office, he's got 24 computers. Only two are Windows 10. Oh. And on the report, I put the age of the computer so I can show him he's got computers that are seven, eight, 10 years old. And his response to me was, "Wow, <laughs> that was his response." And he's like, "Well, when you get down there, figure out who you want to give it to." That's that was his bottom line. <laughs> you have a little contest when you when you come into the office, okay. I, I, there's probably only four people working in that office because most of them were working remote from home. Right. So I'll just see who's there, and I'll probably give it to the receptionist. Uh, she's the one that's there every day and probably does the most stuff. So we'll see You're how it goes. The one does. that cuts the checks—that's who gets. That's, you know, who gets that's not answer. her. <laughs> that's not her. Uh, so, Mike, tell me how things—how uh, have things been going for you over there? You've—you've you've been here a few years now. You got the the business side uh, up and yeah. going. I hear it's—it's it's great. I
1: love it because I can work from anywhere. So, as long as my clients—that only only some of them really know that I'm here. And they, they know, and, and I love the term snowbird, because that means I, I didn't move away forever. I am coming back, you yeah. know, every, uh, every year a little bit. So uh, they're, they're adapting to that and trusting my son more. And I think that's why this is working, because, I mean, I have my son working full time, and he's the on-site person. You know, that's what makes this work. Uh, where I can be remote, and it's I. It's like I'm I. I'm not retired, but I feel a little bit like I am, you know, because I make my own schedule. I do, you know, I'm available, you know, whenever yeah. I need to be. Right. And you're hopping over to Disney like you're retired. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, you know what's nice? Cause having three sons. I've learned, and this like kind of leads into what we're going to be talking about tonight, that balance between work and family. And it's so important. And what I've done is had each son visit me for a week. So in March, I had my oldest son come down and we went to some Phillies games and went to, you know, you know, did the things he wants to do. My middle son loves concerts. so he you know, came down, we did some Phillies games and did, you know, and uh, did some concerts. We timed that perfectly. And then now just last week, my youngest son who loves sushi. So we hit all the places for sushi and then wanted to see Hollywood studios for Disney. So I got to spend a week with him. And then in the middle of that, my wife was down for two weeks. So It's, it's now quiet and lonely right now, but like the last two months I've been, you know, having visitors and that's been making it real nice. So it's not so
0: lonely. So you're kind of describing what a lot of people would like to do at the end of their career where they can kind of call their shots. Things are established. They've got people to take care of things. Uh, I want to go back and talk about what it was like in the beginning, because You know, you and I have chatted a lot, and we've talked about, you know, how you, you know, started out in college going in a completely different direction. Yes. And I believe that you, like me, because I didn't start out wanting to be a tech, I ended up in tech. Yes. So I want to go back and revisit for people that are just starting out or have been listening to both our shows and are thinking of taking the plunge, leaving a full-time job. Um, I got an email earlier today from somebody who just left their job and it, asking me for you know, some assistance and consulting about, hey, you know, how do I navigate this? So I want to kind of go back. I've had a bunch of conversations, so I wanted to pick your brain when did how did all of this start for you it it started
1: when first i was i started drexel university and majored in chemical engineering and after three years realized that i hated it i mean i was passing but i was killing myself and i was not enjoying it and they had, and they, they gave you a class to kind of separate the men from the boys, the ones that are going to go on and be a chemical engineer and the ones that, hey, you better look at a different major. And that was the defining moment for me because I'll never forget talking to the professor and he says, well, this is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. And I'm like, no. And so he said, you got to go talk to the dean of the business school. And I graduated with a business degree. And it actually took an extra half year to finish because a lot of credits didn't transfer. Mm. And uh, so once I'm out there, I, I get lucky where I had a hobby with just playing with the ti 994 a and playing with just computers on my own, you know, the, what was, quote, the home computer at the time. And then it was really my first real job was with the city of Philadelphia in the streets department. And they were like, hey, let's let the college kid take on this project. And it was literally digitizing the city streets. And I get thrust into picking a CAD program. And I pick this program called AutoCAD that had just come out. And so after, you know, really looking at everything. And I really got involved. Then then the PC comes out. They said, hey, again, let's give this to the college kid. got this box called lotus one two three here and i just went nuts going to the point where i was teaching classes at night on the side not getting anything for it teaching other city employees lotus one two three but let me tell you something and this was a wake-up call for a lesson in working for someone else they had the first pc position come out And I'm like, great. Even my boss was like, oh, you got to take that test. You know, I'd hate to lose you, he said, but he says, here's what I'll do. I'll put in for a position. So this way, you know, you'll do good on the test, and maybe I'll be able to even, like, pick you up. Uh, HR would not let me take the test. I was not qualified because I had no computer experience, even though that's all I've been doing. It's because that was not my job description. No, no. And I was like, this is insane. So now I get involved in the, you know, the corporate politics of not being able. Really? I can't take a test. And we, they, another department hired a computer consultant and I knew more than him. And I was like, it was a wake up call that I belonged in the computer business. So I started my journey working for some computer companies and I was actually helping sell computers and building them and, you know, and that's how I got into computers.
0: Okay. So and then I started on, getting into networking. Well, hang on right there. Cause I don't think I don't ever remember hearing that you worked for other computer companies. So yes. Tell us yeah. about that. Okay. I worked for a little company called, um, GSI
1: and they, I, I met them while I was with the city of Philadelphia. I was introduced uh, by a mutual friend who said, Mike, you got to meet these guys, you know? And they had me do, I was making money on the side doing computer shows. Remember those computer yep, shows? Yep, I remember. Would go, well, I was there pushing computers. And if you came to me and I seen you had, you know, a, uh, a child with you, I didn't say it, but I kind of implied you were an unfit parent if you didn't have a computer for your kid. You know, <laughs> so it was like, so... I became really good at selling them, you know, at these shows, you know? So I was helping build them and, you know, you're just slapping parts together, you know, for, for the clones and started making money on the side. And then I I was like, well, let me go full time with them. So I left the city of Philadelphia and went full time. Here's the problem with that. The, The extra money wasn't extra anymore. That's right. You know? And it was like, wait a second here, you know? And, and, and so now I'll give you another company. Someone who stole me from there. I sold floppy disks for a living. And you're like, wait a second, how can you sell floppy disks? Well, I would sell them a half million at a time. We were a huge, huge, but we worked out of this kid's, uh, front room, you know? And I say kid, because I actually worked for someone younger than me. But he was a brilliant pers- business person who seen the market for three and a half inch floppy disks. And literally we had a direct contact in Asia importing the disks and massively selling them to other people who were selling them. And I was like involved in the deals and everything. So I have a really interesting mixed background, you know, with some of these companies. And you're right. I've never talked about this, you know. So. I bounced around until my wife was pregnant with our second son and came to me and said, "I am not going back to work. You better double your income." And I'm like, "Uh- oh, uh-oh." So at the time, I was starting uh, I had, uh, we, we had been open like I think, almost a year. Uh, a friend of mine and we opened a clone computer business together and that's where I learned I will never ever be partners with anyone ever so I learned that at a a young age Um, that's a whole separate ugly 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 story but anyway the company's going out of business and I'm now presented with I gotta make money and so we, I picked my biggest client that I sold to, and I called them up, and I said, this is a one-time opportunity, and it was Wyeth Airst, the pharmaceutical company, and I said, I need, a, I need a job. They created the first PC position in the marketing research department and hired me on the spot because they knew me from – you know, I sold them some computers, sold right. them some printers and they were like, we can have him, you know? So then that's when I entered the corporate and I was like, I love that. This is nice. I don't have to sweat. I, I get real benefits. I get real, you know, yeah, probably working was, nine
0: to five and yeah, lunch breaks. and
1: <laughs> Exactly. It was like a vacation. And I, I, I had, a, but then you get, you know you're not making enough money. You have to, you have to, you know, move on. And that's when, uh, and it's funny. Lotus one two three. I'm now teaching on the side for money at night, for a company called the Fredericks Company. Now this company is not like Fredericks of Hollywood. Everybody always makes that joke. Um, they were a high precision glass manufacturer, and. They, I'm teaching their employees. Well, they need a network manager. And all of a sudden there was this older guy who attended one of the sessions at night one week. Cause I would do this once a week. And I didn't realize that he's the owner of the company. And there was a meeting during the day that I was the topic of discussion. They said, look, we need to hire someone. And, and half the people in that room said, oh, you've got to hire our teacher that teaches us uh, Lotus. And that's how I ended up at the Fredericks Company. And then from there, Smith Klein Beecham, and then US Healthcare. So I spent a lot of time in the pharmaceutical okay. area. And right. and then finally at Amerigas, which was my last corporate stop for 12 years. And I look at this, take advantage of everything that you can. I looked at Smith Klein as my boot camp. That's where I put in hundred hour weeks, no sleep. And I learned OS2, DC mail, Ugh. and <laughs> that was my life. Why? <laughs> yes. Wait, even before that, it was Arcnet, oh, my first network. That was at the Frederick's company, where I got to have computers talk to each other. Oh my God. I mean, that was that was amazing.
0: You might as well and, have done token ring and 10B2 yep. and
1: <laughs> token <laughs> ring? Oh, males here. By the way, anybody listening to that that's that's older, I just, you know, they're starting to shake and have shivers when you <laughs> That's right, you know, when you start talking about that. But it was it was fun and I learned a lot. And then I learned what not to do. So here's what happened. I go to US healthcare and I learn the right way to build a data center and the right way to do things. So remember, I now have Smith Klein the wrong way to do it, U.S. healthcare, the right way to do it, and I'm like, wow, now I go to Amerigas and I build the ultimate data center, and that's where my career really took off, and that's where I maximized everything there, but 2008, actually 2006, as another lesson, and I have many of these that would take weeks and weeks for you and I to discuss, but they decided that upper management needed to go so they get rid of the cfo the 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 the, the, excuse me no the cio the cfo get a new c a new cfo comes in gets rid of the cio and brings his friend he brings his friend who's a director yep well i had 10 great years with the same management and i loved it loved it i loved getting up for work and i loved going in and then now it's two years of what a mess. Mm-hmm. What a mess. I wrote it out till I was laid off with a great, great package that can't be upset about. Right. So basically they funded MHS consultant. Yep.
0: And you've talked about and that many.
1: Lucky. Yep. And my wife had great benefits. So I, that's the big thing.
0: It's benefits yep. for the, for the
1: single tech you either got to be part of a group or part, or start with three employees, you know, two other employees, so you can have a group. But I was lucky to be able to go into my wife's benefits, and that made it, you know, safe for me to do it. Now it's funny, my wife was very upset because of all that security and and it it's hard. So now, but I, I gotta I, I got that push. So it was sink or swim, you know. And I wasn't going back to the corporate world. Nobody's going to have control over my working. I'm going to set my terms. I'm going to work when I want to work. I want to have the clients that I want. I want to do what I want. I am not going to report to anybody else ever again. And that motivated me. But I learned a hard lesson in the first few months. And every tech who does this is going to be faced with it. Man cannot live by break-fix alone. So a very valuable lesson. You can't just sit and wait for the phone to call, because the, the phone to ring. Guess what?
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: how do you put in place regular revenue? you got to have what I call retainer clients. you got to have maintenance contracts, or what we now call, you know, that we're an MSP you know so you got to provide services that there is a regular flow of income to take care of it and then hey yeah the break fixes happen one offs that's great you know and and that's
0: nice and we you know we right. do it and take care of it so let me ask you in right. terms of the amount of time that it took you when you started so the business officially started 2008 yep and when did you cuz we met around 2015, somewhere mm. in there. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, and yes. you, if I remember correctly, you were still kind of straddling the fence. You did have retainers, uh, right. but you were still doing a lot of break fix. So when was it that you actually hit that point where you're like, man, I gotta, I gotta make this recurring you're, revenue work. You're, you're, you're
1: about right about that. But I'll tell you, I started like in 2010, getting some contracts, but I needed more because I wasn't at the level, the quality of life that I was when I was in the corporate world at the end, you know? So it took a few years before we reached that point of, wow. Okay. Cause you got to remember, Hey, and, and I don't think I'm giving anything away here. I mean, you know, I was making, you know, over a hundred thousand a year, you know, in 2008, that's, you know, five weeks vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it was nice and to leave that, yeah, it took a while before you know you can you can make that up. But you're right; I needed to expand. So around that time, you know, it's it's not a coincidence that my son joins me, and he was working for Comcast and hated every minute of his. He he would talk about it when we would get together. You know, he would just he would he he hated it and i need help so we were kind of forced into a you know and i say forced because you know we we had our ups and downs that we had to get over in the beginning you know it's it's tough having someone for the family work yeah. you know it's it, uh, uh, something i know of uh, just to uh, make it out there and boy you know what my wife might be listening and i hope she is cuz she knows something that we both agreed to that if, and bless, bless you that you can work with your wife. And that is I, <laughs> I, my wife and I know that one of us would have killed the other person by now, you know, it just, that's, that's it. It's simple. You There's gotta be some space, you know, where you know, we, we'd get on each other's nerves. You just, you can't be with everybody every minute of the day. It's impossible. It's just, it's just not going to work. So And that's our personalities. That's because we're both Scorpio too. So um, anyway, but now I'm at the reverse. I'm down here in Florida and I'm not, I miss her because now we're not spending the time together. Not enough. So that's my, I've now thought I achieved everything that I wanted to achieve, but then it's coming to bite me now. Ah, see, you got what you wanted. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not everything. So I got to figure out, and that's the plan for next year is that balance where we got to figure out while she still can't come down here and stay down here. She, she has still three, three and a half years left before her retirement. We need to find a way to spend more time together. So that means I got to give a little and maybe have to come up North a little more, Mm. you know? So, there's so we got a couple things that you know you learn as you do this yeah yeah so and 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 you you got to recognize it before bad things happen you know and that's what i think i've been very lucky i've been at the you know i've been at the front of this decisions so like knowing i need to get more clients so that's when you know i joined things like bni you know like networking group doesn't matter what the name is is it you, you you find ways to market yourself within other business business networking groups so you can gain more business so uh once i started doing that and getting more contracts and then now my son can help me take care of it so it's like wow you know and then uh and then it's okay We either hire more or get better at automating. Right. So so these are things you learn as you go ahead and just, you know, I remember one of the first things someone would always ask when we were doing, when I was doing tech vets, someone would always ask us, hey, do I need this insurance? Do I need this? They they listed 20 things that, that was preventing them from starting their business. And I said, you're forgetting the one thing. Forget those 20 things. Get clients. Get customers. That's the most important. The other stuff will come. You know when I got my business insurance? When a company said, Hey, I need your business insurance certificate to continue working in the building. Ah, oh, no problem. Okay. Hey, I need insurance. Yep. You know, that's you, when you're forced into it, that's when when you're starting out, you know, that's when that's when you get it. You know, do you do you need nice business cards? No. You get them later after you're making money. You know, you 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 get The minimal, you do what you got to do, but get the you got to get the business, and that's what I was doing. So now I got another. I guess what the new challenge is for me, and I don't know if when you're in business long enough, you know what clients die, (laughs) yeah, yeah, clients retire, clients sell off their business. To somebody else that has IT. Yep.
0: So why and, don't we do this? Let's do this because I've <laughs> I've got, had a couple of those myself, and let's yep. use this as a break. And let me take a moment to thank our sponsors and to talk about another networking slash conference that you've been a part of as well. So the first thing I want to do is say that the IT Business Podcast is brought to you by Net NetAlly is your go-to solution for network testing and Wi-Fi analysis, helping network engineers and technicians deploy, manage, and maintain today's complex networks. They provide fast network connectivity validation. Their handheld tools can validate network connectivity in less than 10 seconds. You've heard me talk about the LinkRunner G2, the Etherscope NHG, the AirCheck G2, all equipped with the latest Wi-Fi 6 support. NetAlly is your trusted ally in the world of network testing. To learn more about them, head to NetAlly.com. In our live show presented by Computers Done Right, say goodbye to computer woes with Computers Done Right, a managed IT services company providing computer repair, IT support, and management in Venice, Florida, and surrounding areas. With their expert technicians, you can get your computer running at top speed in no time. They offer a full range of IT solutions to meet home and business needs. So, don't wait. Get your computer fixed right with computers done right. And, once again, say hello to our newest sponsor, Instant House Call. Are you a solo tech like Mike and I used to be? Small medium-sized business looking for remote IT support? Look no further than Instant House Call. Their on-demand remote support software allows your customers to start a tech support session with just a click and no pre-installed software. It has all the features you want, multi-monitor support, file transfer, chat, unattended access, custom branding, and more. So try Instant House Call today for free for 15 days and see how it can help your business thrive. And I want to mention real quick a great networking opportunity that Mike and I have both been a part of, a conference that I will be the MC at later this year, TechCon Unplugged. Are you ready to unplug? Are you ready to connect with the brightest minds in tech? Then join us for TechCon Unplugged 2023. From September 7th through the 10th, you'll have the chance to connect with a community of like-minded tech professionals who share your passion and drive. Attend hands-on workshops and breakout sessions to learn new skills and gain fresh perspectives. It's not just about the work. There's also plenty of time to unwind, relax, and have fun with your fellow attendees. Arco says it's where the magic happens. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to unplug recharge and take your tech career to the next level get your early bird tickets now at techconunplugged.com. mike it's been a while that's one of the first places we met although we met in chicago before that but uh you remember the first unconvention yes in uh, in
1: canada yes that's where i was uh, in toronto yep so i dubbed no, you
0: omg mike because it was so hot
1: Yes, and it's funny that I can't. I mean, I can't. H- here you go. I, I, you know, if my main AC broke, I'm going to a hotel. I mean, I can't. I mean, you know, I, I, I can't live. You know, in a, in a house that. Uh, and, and Barb knows this because I've stayed with him. But he's like, "Oh my God, I got. You know,
0: didn't know our AC gotta, could go gotta, that low. We,
1: we <laughs> got yeah, we
0: got to lower the temp. <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> so." That's a no, that's you know, hey, you know, I that's how I am. I gotta um even my son at Disney, he was like, Dear God, Dad, do you have to keep it this cold in the
0: room? You know. So <laughs> Hey, that's one that's one industry that you know will always survive down here, the AC technician. Yes,
1: yes. Always. So getting back, I'm I'm looking forward to techcon this year. And um I still got to get my tickets because I want my son to go too. Okay. And because he'll get more out of it, not, not, not more, but, you know, I think he really will benefit, you know, uh, from, from the interactions with everybody. And then we're going to another one in a few weeks. I've registered for ASCII yep. uh, in St.
0: Pete. That's 20 minutes from me. Yep, The ASCII edge, which used to be the ASCII success summit this year, Ooh. even though it's called Tampa, it's actually in Clearwater. No, it's actually in St. Pete. St. Pete. Yes. It's across the the bridge. That's all I know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because when you mentioned that in Clearwater, I was like, wait, right next door to Clearwater. You know, but I I looked, it's like St. Pete. I get, I get literally get on one road and it takes me right there. There you go. You know, 20 minutes straight and I'm there. So now I don't have to stay at a hotel because it's so close.
0: So I like that. So that is actually the
1: the 12th
0: no 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 it's the either the last yeah the last week the 28th and and 21st and 22nd the third week in june June. so i will be there and uh we'll have fun
1: sign up yeah we'll put a link as a matter of fact tomorrow night on my show i'm going to make sure to put a link for that if anybody that's in the area hey it's free to sign up and we can connect you know just just
0: show up yeah you know it'll be fun it's great uh, Mike, getting back to r- right before we we broke there. So I have a couple of customers that, you know, one has been with me. It was 19 years and seven months. And they got acquired. And the bigger company, they're a nationwide company, so they had an internal IT department. So we knew the day would be coming where they would say, okay, we're done. Say goodbye. And this was a huge rip out job. It wasn't just, they took over. They said, take your stuff, get it out. We're bringing ours in. And uh, so that was fun. And then I have another client and it's funny because the, the second client was actually referred to me by the first client, the office manager there, her sister worked at this other company and got me in there. They also got acquired. Now I'm still working with them. The transition they think is going to be six months. So I'm still managing that network there. But you mentioned that, you know, we've been around in this industry for a while. And we get to the point where clients either move on, pass away, which I've had uh, one this past year, did die. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that was that was the end of that business. And uh, interesting yeah. times.
1: Yes, that's why – and I like in the chat, someone said, uh, I, "I'm going to steal from a, um, a a line from a movie, yeah, uh, uh, Boiler Room, which is the is it Boiler? No, it's not Boiler Room. Um, hold on. Um, I know the movie, uh, and I I I hear it all the Glen time. Gary Glenn Ross. Yeah, Glenn, Glen Gary Ross. Glenn yep. Ross. And it's A B C. Always be closing. Well, I look at the closing. You always have to be closing yeah. business. Yeah, got to be constantly. And I fall into that trap." Where you get complacent, you get happy and you, oh, you said you can't, you can't. And being a business owner and doing this always have to be in acquisition mode in acquiring new business. And that's something that you have to work at and you have to do. And that's why, okay, I'm not in I, but guess what? My son is. And as a matter of fact, and I thought this was cool because this is a good leadership lesson they elected him president of the chapter for this past year. Oh. So that brought on all new responsibility and problems that is very, very good for, for growth, <laughs> for all the problems and things that happen. So anyway, uh, so he, you know, I'm looking forward now to him bringing in business, you know, at the same time. So we, you have to do this and uh, you just, I also, you cannot leave all your eggs in one basket. You gotta. I would rather have a dozen little clients than one big one or two big ones because hey, this stuff happens and it's so unexpected. All of a sudden, you know, the owner decides, you know what? That's it. I'm retiring, and he sells it. Yeah, and that happened to a hearing aid business that we had for for, for years. And they sold to a bigger one. And they came in just like you said. They said, uh, You got, and they had a real server and they had, okay, we don't need any of this. We're bringing our stuff in. Yep. And I'm like, Man, that, that was fast.
0: Yeah. It happens. Two, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Wow.
1: Yeah. They just came in. They just assimilated like the board. They just came right in and just. Now.
0: So let me yeah. ask the question. Now you mentioned, you know, the BNI that you did, and I mm-hmm. assume that like me in the beginning, you were hungry. So you were out, you know, yes. hustling and you were, you know, yes. knocking on doors, not that knocking on doors is what we did, but, you know, trying right. to find that business. And, you know, you know, for me, it's 27 years later and right. I, I'm not as out there as I need to be, but keeping those feelers out. So the two clients I lost right before I lost them, we picked up a client that covered them being gone. And I have people that I still talk to with, you know, ideas of, Hey, you know, when they ask, Oh, y'all booked up, you busy? No, no. If I get too busy, I'll hire somebody, which that's a whole nother story. But uh, how do you find yourself now? In terms of tr- trying to keep your name out there
1: it's interesting, and you even had uh, uh someone on uh a few weeks ago uh scott scott johnson uh, he, he's handed me two referrals this week, you know so he you need to and i'm not, i don't want to use the word partner, but have an association with someone that you're filling a gap that they don't have so mine could it could be servers could be email could be whatever it is and now when they get a referral for someone that they're like wait a second no, this is a complicated email problem hey i'm going to send you to a guy named mike smith you know and what i want like maybe there's a a residential that i'm like oh no i just don't want to deal with this right now (laughs) you know and you know That's when you know Scott'll get it in the area. And it's interesting because picking up clients now in the Florida area, that's kind of interesting. Now I've always had one in Tampa, even before I got down here. And that was great. But I never pushed to leverage to gain more. And I think that's my future is picking up more clients here. I want to pick up more in Fort Lauderdale. And I already know of two more. That Marv and I have not even talked about yet. That I have one that's like literally right near where Marv is. And there's a possibility of two more businesses that are there. And I would like to have that because I'd love to send my son once a year down to Fort Lauderdale and hit the our clients there or something, you know, and start doing it, you know. So I see expanding more especially in this area, you know, there's businesses though. I did meet, this is funny. I quoted our lowest rate to a referral. And I'm going to, I'm going to say it, it was a dentist office. They were appalled at my, at what, at what I think is below market value. And they thought, Oh my gosh, we could never pay that.
0: Yeah. Dennis in know? Florida. Are, I was like, okay, they're not a bottom thing. feeders. <laughs>
1: that is not going to happen i mean they literally they expect it you know that i would come in at like 30 dollars an hour or something 30 or 40 an hour you know that's like oh no no i i made that in the 80s you know so so i don't know i didn't say that but you know the this is literally this is that's you know that's where now you know it's funny i might have would i have taken that in the beginning, you take anything. Then, when you grow and you start getting bigger and you start getting more confident, and you start, hey, you know what? I'm making this work. Then you got a pumpkin plan; those ones that you, 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 you took on, but they're causing you stress. Yep. You know, and then that's. I think that's a good position to be in down the road when you learn how to fire a client. You know, where it's time to sever a relationship because. You're actually going to be more profitable if you cut them loose. And I never—if you asked me that when I started, I—I I, I would have never said that that's ever going to happen. No, I want everybody. I want it all. I want, you know, uh, but that doesn't make sense. No, and, it doesn't. You know.
0: And uh, our good friend John, uh, who is also on your side of the state, uh, mentions that he hears that all the time. I hear it here. Uh, Florida right. is one of those states where. We are still growing. We are transitory, and we have a lot of. And I said bottom feeders earlier when I was talking to dentists. It's really a lot of different areas here. There's always somebody trying to start out that's going to undercut you in price right. to get the business. Right. And, so working on the side, it, or it's someone's nephew. Yeah. you know. Yep. And you know that I've learned that. You know what? I'm not going to worry about it because right. there have been a time or two where. The client goes with them, and then the client comes back. Exactly <laughs> because, yes. uh, and not to say that you know everybody that charges a low rate is horrible, but most of the time they are. Right. <laughs> <I'll> say that, <laughs> um, and not that everybody that charges a lot is good either, because yep. I I get some of those as well. Yeah, exactly, and and it's you you have to find, and and I'm still
1: you know getting my feet wet down here, you know where i know we gotta we gotta raise our rates that's something that's a that's a big problem that that we have and uh i i have to figure out a way to do it and that's my goal when i go back up north for the summer you know All right or for the for the you know for the remainder of, of the summer and so let me ask I also got to visit clients see that's another thing they, I'm the one who brought them in. I'm the one who've been servicing them. Now my son, they haven't seen my face. So I call it like July and August is going to be like the Mike Smith tour up north, you know, where I'm going to, I got to find a way to visit all the clients that I haven't seen in a while. And then remember, then we had the pandemic. So we weren't on site. So I need to show up with the, and not every client, this is it, but show up with that Starbucks thing of coffee it's of co- hey hey it's mike you know it's just, and it's just smooth i need to i know i need to do
0: that yeah and uh, that's important it is so let's get one more question asked here that we make sure we have enough time to ask answer um, you mentioned raising prices that's part of it but in terms of how your business has evolved with not only hiring your son to be part of the business, but you now being in a separate state. Um we've had discussions many a times before about upgrading your stack. Yes. Uh tell me how has how has the stack been lately? It's I I need to do
1: more, like uh, uh, an example. And I, I, I don't mean to throw them under the bus because I still love them, like malware bites. I'm still not, ma- I, it's still a manual management of it. Now, you know, I have to manage every key. I don't have a single pane of glass to manage all of that. That's a that's a problem. I've got Synchro now. That's been the biggest game changer for me. Having a PSA RMM, I am not using anywhere near all the features I should be. I'm using just enough, to monitor client's, and to keep on, you know, I'm, I'm starting to embrace t- more ticketing and more you know, I'm still not invoicing, and but remember, I have retainer clients, so it's not like I have hundreds of invoices all the time, you know I, I got 10 here, 15. you know it's not it, it's not enough to to kill me yet. So right. I, I synchro having an RMM and uh, to help grow the business and automate it. By far is so important, and I would say from the stack, I still need some things. I I have grown now. It's not Untangle anymore; it's Arista, you know. Uh, that bought Untangle. Um, you know, rolling more of them out. That's like where where you might roll out a Sonic Wall or something else. You know, I I roll out the 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 Arista product because that's the one I'm familiar with. Right you know and uh hey guess what i just implemented today and uh, i got to i'm going to talk about it in more detail my first arista open vpn multifactor authentication okay for the vpn so with with that product that's something i haven't done with open vpn and i've now successfully tested and, and implemented that for a client that wants to rdp over the vpn and i'm like we have to have mfa you know for you for this to 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 work and
0: so they agreed so
1: things like that i'm doing more security conscious we've just migrated
0: our fifth client to true grid which is Mm -hmm. our uh secure remote solution where it's uh rdp with 2fa uh through a portal And, and and listen i You know, you do what you do because that's what you know. That's what you're comfortable with. Uh, Since I've made the switch to TrueGrid, my remote support management when it comes to RDP has been phenomenally less. All I do is send them a PDF. They go to a website, log in, set up their 2FA, and everything gets configured from the local network and syncs up. So that they don't have to know a new password. They don't have to do anything. And I just did a law firm today, or not today, but this past week, 30 users. I maybe had two calls. That You are correct. That is going to be my problem with what
1: I've just talked about because that is a lot of manual configuration manual of that open VPN client. I have to set up the user. They got to have that file that they got to import. Then they got to... I gotta make sure they get the QR code, you know. Hey, you gotta download Authy or something, you know, and and authenticate. Yes, that's a lot of manual work for the client, and I just put documentation together <laughs> today, you know, for both admin and you know the the uh, the client, you know, uh, connecting. So you're 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 absolutely correct, but the client has to be willing to pay for that extra. That is automation. true. That, that is who are being charged for where mine's built in free and it's just my labor right now. So you know, if it gets to be a point where you know they start to see, wait a second, Mike's billing an awful lot of hours for this where we could is there is there something that's easier to be able to configure? You know, that's when that'll happen, you know.
0: Yep. So. you're right. I mean, it is an extra line item, but I tell him for that extra line item. Save. You're gonna, you're saving tons of time, and they don't have to rely on me. You know, it's right. something that they can do on their own. They can go to the portal. Now, granted, the company is going to push back support to me first, right. but if something happens and the client needs support, they can call this company and get the support that they need. So that's another uh, a feature that is great with them. But the thing that you mentioned earlier, having a managed portal to do all of these things. I can see all of my clients inside of this TrueGrid portal. I can switch between them and connect to whichever station I want. Uh, I can give an external. Tab. I did this a couple of weeks ago for a client. I had somebody that needed to help me with a SQL uh, installation. So rather than trying to figure out how to get them connected, blah blah, blah I just added them as uh, I forget what the exact term is, but they they're not under my portal. But I just give them. Access and I tell them which client they can connect to. They go to True Grid, multi-factor, boom. So that's great. That's very nice. interesting. Uh, let's uh, let's do this one last question. We're not going to have time for Florida man. We might do it in the post show here for people that want to stay. Um, we'll do that. But let me ask: since we started talking about how you got started, we talked a little bit about the journey. We just simply don't have enough time. To- to go into every little detail, but right. if you were to, you know, give somebody you know one big piece of advice. You mentioned a couple of things earlier about what you yes. wouldn't do or what you right. would do differently. If you were to give somebody advice, if they came to you and said, Mike, I'm starting my company, what do I need to know? The the biggest thing is concentrate on
1: selling on one major aspect and i i'll give you an example i acquired most of my bigger clients through my experience in email leveraging sherweb at the time you know for hosted exchange clients needed a a way for branding and then getting their domain and you know taking a client that was living on comcast.net for their emails you know and you know, they got 10 users and said, so, come on, you know, you got to, you know, you know, you got to brand your company and you got to, you know, and then they start to see the light. So I did that, or maybe it's um, what my son uses is doing cleaning of uh, cleaning out systems and making them faster. Hey, you know, by running all of our utilities that we have and making the computers perform better, you know, have a few things that you're really, be really good at it. And then that's how you're going to get your way in. Because what's going to happen is you're going to get that emergency client, you're going to fix them, and then they're going to come back to you. I solved an exchange problem years ago for a property management company that is still with me, and it's because I went in and saved the day with exchange and fixed their problem where the IT, whoever they had before, couldn't solve it that was right in my wheelhouse at the time. And I was like, ah, oh, this is great. And they can't think of using anybody else now. So you got to prove yourself on a few things. Don't try to be everything to everybody. And that would be my advice, you know, is, is narrow the focus to start out. You can always add and expand to yep. it. And I think that's where, uh, that's the advice I would do. And, you know, it's risk-taking. And you have to have that tolerance for the jumping into the deep end and you know, you just barely know how to swim, you know? So that's something that takes a lot to do it. And, and I understand that. Um, but anyway, that would be my, you know, you
0: don't have to have everything else. You just, you got to get clients that get the clients first and figure figure it out later. All right, Mike, uh, thank you for hanging out, my friend. It's been good, as always, and look forward to seeing you next month. It's uh, We're probably, uh, what, 33 days away from uh, seeing each other over there in St. Pete. Uh, Again, folks, if you are in that area on the west coast of Florida or you just want to fly into Florida uh, and hang out, uh, do that. The uh, ASCII Edge, I'll have the link in the show notes on the episode page, itbusinesspodcast.com. Of course, you can go there anytime and catch any of the past shows, support our sponsors, NetAlly, Computers Done Right, Instant House Call. Hey, if you got a question, uh, I referred to the gentleman that emailed earlier today. Uh, You can uh, use our contact page and send me a question or even a comment, show suggestion, anything you want, and we'll try to get it done. And that is it. Our show is every Wednesday 8 p.m Eastern we stream here on let's see we stream on LinkedIn YouTube and the Facebook and if you are a Mike tech show listener you're actually getting a live feed on his page as well so uh, thank you Mike for doing that and no thanks for having me all right so next week I actually have a vendor on it's uh, coming to the end of our Florida Tech Month. Uh, Backup Assist, a company that I had started using a while back in lieu of Datto. Don't hate me, Datto, for that. Uh, but they've got, had a managed service uh, product that I use um, that's worked out very well. So it's been a few years since we talked to them. Uh, they will be back, Backup Assist. And I've got a few one-offs. So again, Uh, head to the website and sign up on a podcatcher because those will be audio podcasts only. And you'll be sure you want to be sure to get those. And uh, we'll be right back after the break here. For those of you that are watching live, for everyone that is listening by audio or later, thank you very much for hanging out with us. And uh, on behalf of my good friend, Mike Smith on behalf of my big friend behind me, the a and the C Amy Coons who helped me start my business. Rest in peace. Uh, I want to say thank you, and until next time, holla.